I feel like copying another business is never the best thing to do. <clears throat> As a business owner, I do believe, however, that looking at any historical trends that might take place, and uh, especially in your industry, would be beneficial to you. I also think that looking across at different industries um, is a spectacular thing to do. Uh, the very well-known business book author, Mike Michalowicz, he's actually been a guest on this show um, several episodes back. But Mike Michalowicz talked about how looking across at different industries is a great way to get marketing ideas as well. And so in today's episode, we're going to look at a company, one of the largest grocery companies in the world, uh, which is Kroger. And what Kroger has done recently is they have made a commitment to not opening more physical retail stores uh, necessarily or putting a priority on that. But at this time, they are putting a priority on opening warehouse locations with an e-commerce delivery um, functionality, if you will, a hub and spoke system. So they're shipping everything into certain areas, delivering it to these small spokes. Um, so in this case, they are shipping a ton of products by the semi load into their Dallas warehouse. They have now created a spoke in Oklahoma city where they do not have a bunch of physical retail locations. And that spoke in Oklahoma City is only fulfilling their online deliveries um, that customers are getting. And so they are, in a sense, launching into new areas by warehouse and delivery only and not opening new physical retail spaces. So in today's episode, we are looking at this company and some of the things that they have done revolved around this idea and trying to have a few takeaways from that. What can I learn in my business? What can I learn in my industry from what they are doing? What are they doing well with that? What are they struggling with uh, by doing that? And what can you take away for your business? So though the grocery store Kroger might not be in your industry, though you might not care about the what they are doing. Um, I do think that it would be wise to look at a very large company, see what they are doing. They're making a ton of um, innovations in the grocery industry and uh, to look at that and see if that applies in any way to your business and in your industry. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner, and with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. It is a wonderful day in the Better Business Podcast world. We are talking about Kroger of operations for our businesses. Um, it ex is working on expanding a hub and spoke system, which is based out of Dallas. 
Oklahoma is one of 11 states that is not served by the chain currently uh, through their retail <laughs> stores. Uh, though Kroger did have a yeah, warehouse in stores in Oklahoma City between 1930 and 1935. So it is a freaking old company, almost 100 years old, or maybe over 100 years old. Uh, the delivery... Only operation will be powered through a partnership with the Akato Group, one of the world's largest online grocery operators. And Kroger applied wow. for a building permit in December and now has a 50,000-square-foot warehouse and office space and employs 180 full-time. It's wild. I mean, it's wild to see this as the future, not only that we either expect, but also these businesses are expecting they're doubling down on um so i mean delivery is if you thought it was maybe a covid thing delivery is here to stay um and it's expanding even further than you thought it might yeah and i think um you know what's interesting about this and um they it seems like um kroger has the exact same mindset or maybe Let's say that I have the exact same mindset as Kroger, uh, just so I don't sound too pretentious. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I have had the same sentiments, it seems, that Kroger has, that retail is here, and retail is probably more than likely not going away. However, um, people want delivery, and you can have such a uh, lower overhead operation, which Amazon totally. has figured out, uh, by doing this, you know, online delivery pickup, you know, model. And there's a lot of other uh, places. There's another uh, place going in North Oklahoma City that is a, a you uh, order online and then pick it up. Um, mm. They just have it ready in like 10 minutes or something. Um, so Whoa. not having a bunch of people bebopping around your store, it seems, uh, can actually lower expenses um, and thus provide a way for you to be more competitive in grocery prices, I would assume. So do you think that uh, – what do you think the future – okay, let's say that there's no way anything would happen in 5 to 10 years, but let's say 20 years from now um, – what do you think? Do you think mm -hmm. that retail will eventually like actually go away in grocery slash hardware slash feed stores, all of those things? Or do you think uh, it'll change? What's, what's your opinion? So when you say retail, do you mean just the idea of a brick and mortar store where people go and visit? Or do you <laughs> yeah, mean so, the business so retail, as a whole? So good point. Retail is just selling to an end consumer. So, I mean, technically there Amazon's a retailer. Um but yeah. yeah, I mean, um, um, actual, uh, in, in a brick bricks and mortar, uh, shopping experience for a consumer that they can go yeah. in and grab products. So I, I, it's interesting. Just the other day I shared with you, I, I texted you a link to the Mr. Beast burger, um, you know, then, which is kind of an old story and it's well over a year old now, but I'm, I, what I'm shocked by, and the reason I texted it, you texted you and said, here's the deal. I'm shocked by the fact that it's grown so much. And, and really what it is, is they're calling it a virtual brand because it doesn't really exist um, in, in reality. It just exists inside these other restaurants who are providing the services of producing this burger and then the food delivery apps to deliver it or uh, you know offer for pickup. Pair that with... Um, I heard from a local business owner the other day uh, that they have launched a delivery service in their hometown, and their dream had always been to expand to the next town over. 
have a second retail location. But because delivery in their hometown has done so well, they've totally scrapped those plans and are saving $250,000 by just opening up delivery to the second town over and hiring another person. So they have one worker instead of having to build a location, employ a manager and a, you know, two part-timers or something. And now they have an entirely new market. So I think what's really wild to me is just the ability for retailers to expand and innovate um, into new markets in ways they really never could have before. So I think that will, will we see the brick and mortar go away? I don't know if we'll see it go away. I bet it'll still be around in 20 years. But I think what we'll see is brick and mortars who actually have a massive virtual business based in the delivery world, much, much more expanded than either they believed they could or that really aligns with their dreams. They just have saved a ton of money and been able to do it faster. Yeah, I think it's exciting if you're currently in business, which I would assume most of the people that listen to this are. If you're currently in business, especially in retail, I think if you want to get into this uh, way of, of creating revenue, whether it's a warehouse and delivery or whether it's a food delivery or whatever it might be, that you have a major advantage having a retail, retail location because A, you can brand, you have a brand already established just like Kroger has. But also you have a leg up in um, vendor relationships. You already have those. You already have uh, the clientele built up oftentimes that you can just pivot those customers into the new business customers. You have a lot of advantages. Um, you know, I think about that with the way that uh, some people pivoted really well um, to a lot of the online uh, whatever you want to call it, world um, places like yep. uh um, I'm trying to think Toys R Us were left in the dust, um, you know, but yep. places like Walmart have taken advantage of their retail locations to uh, launch their grocery pickup and their app service and things like that. So um, your retail yep. locations can either be your biggest advantage in this um, or it can be your biggest, uh, you know, struggle because those are also very expensive overhead. So if you're not utilizing it, um, it can put you in the grave. Um, it's funny. I just finished up a, a episode about, uh, getting your business to pivot. Um, and I think that this, mm. uh, you know, really applies to that it was a solo episode, just me. Um, and it'll come out right before this one. So, um, anyways, but yeah, I think that it will, um, I think that that's a huge leg up. So let's get into the, um, the different nuances of this, I think, um, you know, what can, what can retailers take away from this? That's what this, this, the theme of this podcast is, is what does that mean to me as a retail business owner? Uh, what is Kroger doing? What are they up to? I believe that customers who are buying, we had a whole episode about this buying and not shopping. So this would not yep. apply to the customer that is wanting to just waste some time or have an experience or whatever it might be. This is customers who are running an errand and wanting to do it quickly. I believe those yep. customers who are buying, not shopping, they perceive convenience as king. Um, I think convenience is one of the biggest things, but also to that is price, um, to this errand runner, uh, especially when you're doing products like Kroger, that, uh, Highland milk is the same, whether you get it from them or Walmart or Crest or, you know, whatever, uh, it doesn't matter. So 
Um, I, I, I think that this is an amazing way that Kroger has pivoted their business because they understand that pivot and price are king in grocery. Um, and they're just utilizing those abilities. Uh, what do you think about that? I think you're right. And, and like you mentioned, the, the episode on the difference between, uh, shopping and, and, you know, what do we say? Buying, buying right? and shopping. Yeah. Um, th- that's a really important, uh, nuance for any of the listeners. So, we're doing a whole episode right now, just a discussion about delivery and about how amazing it is. But listen, let's be honest, delivery may not be for your business model and you need to be really clear about that. And so you're going to have to do some really introspective work asking yourself, why do people come to my business? Do they come to my business because they're buying a commodity, a need, something they want to get quick uh, and, and get it consistently or are they coming to my business because it's an experience because shopping in my store uh gives them something emotionally or experientially that that the convenience doesn't uh you would be a a really i think you'd really make a mistake to go delivery if your whole thing is built around convenience because delivery wipes convenience off the map you know nobody is seeing how your store is beautiful nobody's seeing how your products or merchandise it's literally shown on a website in an app and oftentimes in in a very not super friendly way you know it's one of the reasons i've said this before i hate browsing amazon i don't shop amazon um if i want a pair of sunglasses i go to a sunglass store try them on and then i might compare prices or something but boy shopping on amazon is really hard um, buying on Amazon is fast. Uh-huh. You, sh- you search for what you want, you click buy it now, you're done. So if you're one of those retailers, the experience is, is king for you and your customers are coming to you expecting an experience, be very wary of delivery. Um, but if you're one of those businesses where you kind of do both, maybe you're a gift shop and um, you've got this whole store set up around an experience, but you also have people who kind of know what they can get from you and they're buying a gift, um, you might, you might consider making delivery an option. Um, and then I think you, Steve, you're right. If you're selling commodities, if you're selling food or something people have to buy weekly or even twice a month, uh, you need to look at delivery. It, it needs to be a part of your future strategy. So as far as, um, these customers around convenience, um, what what stores would you say do not uh, claim their fame to convenience, or maybe not what stores, what industries mm. do not claim their fame to convenience? Um, I I sure. I think that convenience encompasses a ton of businesses. When you think about um, would I rather go here or there? Uh, I think that that's a, a huge majority of people will go to a location because it's more convenient. Um, but which ones mm. do you think it, it really doesn't matter necessarily as much? Yeah, I mean, right off the top of my head, I see jewelry industry as probably never adopting some sort of delivery. And, and so then pair that with anything that is a luxury item where when you go to shop for it, you're getting really expert advice and asking questions. And there's a whole you know, thing that goes on there. Sure. Yes, correct. 
total. I'm talking local, yeah, local delivery for sure. And that's the thing. If you're a local jewelry and delivery, store, delivery as far as like where same day, like two day deliver, like local delivery uh, deal. You don't mean like UPS because I bought my wife's engagement, engagement ring on online, online UPS so delivered. That was delivered. and that's yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. Steve, you did that. Uh, so a local jewelry store would look at you and go, you're not my customer and that's okay. And that's where we've talked before on this podcast mm -hmm. about don't lament that, uh, embrace it. You're not my customer. That's okay. I don't need to build my business for everyone. Otherwise my business dies. So I think, yeah. you know, luxury like that, where again, you're selling more of an experience and an education uh, around expert advice. will probably never do well in a local delivery, uh, setup. Another option I'll tell you, uh, Stores like Bass Pro, uh, REI, uh, Cabela's, I would never order anything from delivery from them because going is so fun. It's an experience to go and see all the new gear that you might be able to buy, you know, the outdoor stuff. So I'm sure they have delivery. I've just never used it because to me, again, it's a whole experience. Mm-hmm. Mm You know, that's funny. I, I never thought about that. You know, uh, oftentimes, though, when I need like three or four or five different yeah, things, you know, not thing. just like, yep. if I need one thing, typically I'll get it on Amazon or, you know, just have it delivered. But if I need like a slew of things, um, typically I'll go to Bass Pro or Cabela's yep. or something. And, and, and I usually, it's funny you say that, I usually ask my wife, like, hey, do y'all want to go with Remember me? You know, they do the fish tank, retail. look at the fish tank. And so and the, when you know, you're a Bass Pro um, shop, so that's and funny you're going to put in a shop next to Bass Pro some places like that or next to any retailer. Look for those retailers that hang their hat more on experience. What you don't want to be in is in a district in your town or city where all five of the other businesses next to you mm -hmm. have their majority service as delivery. Nobody is ever showing up to you to your place to, to shop around and, and have foot traffic. So when you're looking for that, if you're, if you're committed to this idea of, I want to be, I want to have a brick and mortar retail shop, make sure that you align yourself and geographically position yourself near other brick and mortar uh, retail businesses who are offering that experience because they're going to draw traffic. You'll draw traffic and then you'll share that traffic. Same for restaurants. Never put your fine dining sit down restaurant next to a bunch of other restaurants that, that uh, serve only drive through or only fast food, not just for the, yeah, not just for the brand uh, positioning, but literally for the foot traffic draw. Too. Um, I think that sometimes people get confused of like, oh crap, you know, I need to work on my delivery, blah, blah, blah. Um, that this is not, this is not for everybody. This is for a very, uh, a specific set of yeah. businesses that, um, sell to people who are looking for uh, convenience or, or, um, a, perceive yeah. your business as running an errand is what I would more, more consider it as. Um, so the, the, Totally. And you might want to remember that, that in your business, the next big thing might not be your thing. So that's for marketing, for delivery, all of the services. Don't do it because everyone else is. Do it because it fits who you're trying to serve. Which is so crucial. I mean, that, it seems like everything recently has been going back to that stupid uh, episode we had on the customer persona, man. I think that that, yeah. that is so crucial to... Uh, you know, this, this idea that if you don't freaking know who you're selling to, 
how can you do anything? It's yep. so, you know, that, uh, I don't, how to create a customer persona. I can't remember what episode it was, but, uh, but yeah, um, that is so crucial to your business on, on every facet of it. Um, every episode we talk yep. about it's, so who are you selling to? Who are you selling to? <laughs> you know, so, um, absolutely. It's that important. The, the majority of this episode, we've been talking about delivery. Um, and how that needs to be a part. And obviously we've caveated that to there's some people that it doesn't apply to, but, um, do you think these people that it does apply to, let's say the, the retailers that we've talked about grocery stores, uh, perhaps hardware stores, uh, feed stores, lumber store, you know, places that it's just, you're just getting something because you're running an errand, um, and you're not providing an experience necessarily. Um, do you think that you will get put out of business soon? Um, let's say you're not planning to retire in the next five to 10 years. Do you think that you will get put out of business if this is not a part of your strategy very quickly? Mm, that's a good question. I'll bring up one. Um, I'll bring up one delivery option that some people probably know about. But um, I was traveling in a bigger city um, last year, and do you know about GoPuff, Steve? Okay, so GoPuff is a delivery service just like this Kroger service we're talking about, but it's for convenience stores. It's it's like if you had 7-Eleven and everything could be delivered to you. So now, I mean, this is flash forward a year. We have GoPuff here in Oklahoma City, but you also can get Uber Eats uh, from 7-Eleven because now 7-Eleven has a national agreement with Uber Eats. I think it's Uber Eats. It might be one of the other ones. But GoPuff is literally a convenience store snack shop that does not exist anywhere. It's only warehouses. They employ their own delivery drivers. Um, They will use Uber Eats, I think, at certain times, but their model is what they'd like is to employ their own delivery drivers. And you can get everything. You can get a hot deli sandwich. You can get a fountain drink. You can get a gas station ice cream bar. You can get a bottle of Coke. Same thing you would do walk into a 7-Eleven. So here's what I say. The reason I bring that up is there are probably businesses in your industry, whoever you are, gunning for delivery only models right now and if they are in your if they're not in your city or you've not heard of them yet that doesn't mean that they aren't building the groundwork or already thriving somewhere else and just waiting to break into your market so i would say if you're not offering an experience and you're just you are not just but your main business is a retail brick and mortar where people come and buy things and they're in and out there's not a lot of browsing um, not a lot of taste testing whatever it is you need to look at delivery Um, And I think about, you know, we have a local gourmet popcorn shop, Steve, a real good friend of yours, um, and snack shops like that, where there's not, you're not in that store for very long, delivery should be on their minds, if not already part of their service, because... Or create an experience. Or go the other direction. You know, that's, that's, and that's what I, my plea is, is that if you are in that business, then you better freaking utilize yep. that retail location you have and create a um, 
an experience for a, a mom and all her kids that they can watch the popcorn be made yeah. and and uh, you know you have a taste tamp testing and sampling and you know all that type of stuff. Go one or the other, yeah. but I think if you're just saying let me get you in and out of here as fast as possible, that you know I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, if you're if you're in and out as fast as possible, that's how you're running your business, and you're not offering delivery or not considering it. Uh, you need to. Because again, it's not an experience. It's all built around convenience. Um, so I, I would say that that if you're in that camp of you're not really having much experience or you need to lessen the experience so you can scale your sales, delivery needs to be on your map for sure. So five to 10 years is a business out of business if they don't have this, let's say a feed store. I mean, without an experience, uh, without a reason. This one hits close to home. Right, right. Without an experience, without a reason (laughs) to come by. And you pride yourself in this. You have, uh, you know, nutrition science uh, educated folks on your staff at every location. So there is reason to stop by your store. But that's also why you've been working at delivery and working at perfecting it. Because five to 10 years from now, uh, people who don't need your expertise in person, who don't need the experience or you don't offer an experience, they must be sold on convenience. It's either got to be ridiculously quick and easy to stop by or it needs to come to them. So I would say five to 10 years. Yeah. If you're not an experiential real, uh, retailer, if you're not an educational retailer, um, you better have delivery or you're not going to make it. I would say, um, to put my opinion on the map, I would say that you might not be out of business, but you are certainly, I I would say that you're certainly declining in business. I think that this is where all of your growth will come from. Um, and I think this is exactly why Kroger is doing it. It might not even be super profitable for them in year one, two, three. Uh, but I think that five years from now, this is the only place that they're going to be able to see growth. Um, I just don't think like people are putting huge super centers in left and right anymore. Um, and so, uh, you know, I I think that this is where your growth will come from. So if you're going to be in business for the next, you know, and if you 20 years ago were asking yourself, why is Walmart putting in neighborhood markets instead of more super centers? Now you have your answer and now you know why, you know, pick up, uh, click and pick up or whatever is the way some people only do it. There are people who have not gone into a Walmart for three years now because of that service and delivery is the next evolution. Yeah. Click and collect as they say overseas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Whatever it's called. I was working with that guy that, uh, that was overseas, uh, and he kept calling it click and collect. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's kind of a cool, cool term. So, uh, yeah. So this entire episode, Christopher has given me anxiety. So, uh, it makes me want to, uh, makes me, when I saw those stinking, uh, Kroger trucks driving around Oklahoma city, it gave me a bunch of angst, but yeah, we are yeah. working on this, uh, platform, the same exact thing, uh, in our business. And it's, uh, it's reaffirming, um, and it's comforting to know that, uh, some other people are seeing the same thing as we are. So, um, it's yeah. exciting, but it's, uh, it's always something that you're always having to constantly change in your business. So if you are selling convenience, or if you're selling errands, uh, you might consider what Kroger is doing. To learn more about this, uh, I think we read this on the Daily Oklahoman, maybe? 
um, but I'm sure you can Google uh, Kroger. And uh, they they also launched another uh, location in Florida, I believe, was their pilot location is where they first uh, tried this model out. So uh, I'm sure you can do uh, Kroger uh fulfillment centers or something like that and uh, learn more about this and i will uh, link the article that we have in the show notes below Uh, So thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Business Podcast. Hopefully you don't have anxiety like I do now after listening to this.